Doctor. 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 And Doctor. Well, we miss anyone? He's Northwestern Medicine VP. Call Dr. Morse right now. Dr. Kevin Moe, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. And always remember, they're relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Here's relentless Dr. Kevin Most. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Steve. How are you guys doing? We are fine. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's hey, it's a beautiful Monday morning, and uh, you're probably just starting to see a sun, uh, sunrise there, aren't you? Well, let me take a look. As I look out over Lake Michigan, yeah, there's a little bit of cloud cover. Uh, barometric pressure seems to be steady. Yep. Um, but, yeah, some interesting colors coming up behind the clouds. Yeah, we got a nice At view here from the 18th floor. At least it was in the 40s this morning when I got up, so that's not bad. Yeah, we are 15 to 20 degrees, depending on where you are, below the number we ought to be at this time of year. So we're getting screwed. That's a technical meteorological (laughs) term. (laughs) All right, so Dr. Kevin Most, uh, there's several things we need to discuss, but let me just hit you with this. The bears appear to be very sick. Do you have a diagnosis? They appear to be quite ill at this point. You know, I, I was thinking about watching the Bears game, and instead I went out and played golf, and I think I feel a whole heck of a Good lot call. better because I did that. Good call. All right, so yeah. last week we talked about the fact that soda is going to kill you. The next time you have a soda, you will drop dead instantly. Uh, so let's talk instead about something that won't kill you, even though I won't drink either one of these things. I think this is good news for people. What is your good news? Yeah, you know, I, I did. I felt bad last week after everything was a downer, so more uplifting news, you know. We, we all have talked numerous times about the health benefits of coffee, um, which usually makes a lot of people very happy to know that they love it so much and there are, there are health benefits. And then last week, a study came out that showed an additional one. You know, we've talked about that it can decrease pain, that it has a decrease in type 2 diabetes, decreases in Alzheimer's, all those good things. And then one other thing that came out last week was we have two types of fat in our body. We have white fat and we have brown fat. Brown fat I didn't is, know this. Is, yeah. <clears throat> and brown fat is found in all mammals, and it's actually found uh, in high doses in those that hibernate because that's how they survive through their hibernation. We never found out what triggers us to burn brown fat, but a study that came out recently showed that coffee actually triggers us to burn brown fat. How much coffee? Well, that's they're not so sure about right now. They're not so sure that if it's is it the caffeine, is it something else in the coffee? So that's the part that they're looking at right now. The beauty of it is though when we burn brown fat, we show a decrease in our blood sugar levels, so should have a decrease in diabetes issues, decrease in our lipids, so it should have a cardiovascular, and actually shows a decrease in our weight. So if they can figure this out just a little bit further than they have right now, we may be using this in weight management as well as in uh, treatment of type 2 diabetes. But, Doc, you're talk you talking about black coffee, I'm guessing. You're not talking about the uh, frou-frou coffee drink that I may be ordering when I go to Starbucks. Yeah, gee, sorry. It's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I'm not talking about the one that's loaded with caramel and whipped cream and... The Dairy Queen coffee. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Those are desserts. Those aren't coffee. Okay, so just black coffee. Not even a latte? Does a latte count? A latte would probably count, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, but it's a smaller percentage, obviously, of people that drink black coffee. So let's say, and I'm not a coffee drinker, so if my terminology here is wrong, jump in. Uh, a splash of cream, a teaspoon of sugar. Is that okay? Everything in moderation? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. That is all in moderation. This 
study actually is trying to figure out, you know, whether it's the caffeine in the coffee. He's not even talking about the other ingredients in there. So they're trying to figure out what. But when you look at all of the other things that we talk about, absolutely. A little bit of cream is not going to cause you to have heart disease. It, it appears that the protective measure of coffee, even with cream, is there. So definitely take care of that. I mean, you know, don't make it more, you know, have a splash of coffee with your milk, but um, definitely uh the you know, two to four cups of coffee appears to be very healthy. Eighty-three percent of Americans drink coffee every morning. I know. Eighty-three yeah. percent. Is I, that true? Yeah. I didn't know it was that. You and I are so in the minority. We are. I have about three to four cups of coffee a day, <laughs> especially. But I think I will rectify the situation by ordering the frappuccino and then also having a black, just plain cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had coffee since uh, studying for an organic chemistry test at Kansas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's Wait, a long time ago. Do you ago. drink tea, Doc, like us? Uh, I, I will drink tea. Um, unfortunately, I like the sweetened tea more than the unsweetened oh. tea, but I'll, a good Arnold Palmer is good as well. Um, well. Do you drink anything in the morning that, you know, your little caffeine kick of any kind? No, I drink a LaCroix in the morning, so I, I totally stopped... Um, Diet sodas. Remember, as a matter of fact, you probably remember the conversation you and myself and Eddie Olchek had about about how much Diet Coke he was drinking and I was drinking. We both, you know, quit drinking Diet Coke, you know, cold turkey, and I was drinking about ten a day. So I went to zero That's a lot. quickly. <clears throat> that is That's a, lot. a lot, Dave. Wasn't there a, a doc? Uh, isn't this kind of a reversal from what was thought a few years ago that coffee could be actually harmful? Because I'm a coffee drinker, and it was I, I had thought at one time about giving it up, but now I'm glad I kept drinking it. Yeah, you know, the, the people did. You know, there were those anti-coffee people out there, <clears throat> and that's why science went to the to the point of studying it instead of just having people anecdotally say it's good or it's bad. So, actually, when you look at all the studies that are done, and we're talking about a lot of studies done on millions of people, the health benefits certainly outweigh any of the risks that caffeine may increase your heart rate or increase your blood pressure, which is minimal, if anything. John? Yeah, hi. Good morning, Doc Most. John DeCaus, uh, Galena Gazette. Um, so, and check that one up, Dave, because I think no, that exists. That's, that's not the Janesville Gazette. That's not, <laughs> it's that's a not, different okay, one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't drink coffee, and I haven't had soda in like 14 years. So, is there a pill I could take that is a coffee pill that I don't have to taste it? <laughs> you, know, you know, John, we laugh about that, but that's exactly what this study is looking at. That study is looking at saying we have all these health benefits, plus we're finding this health benefit of a sugar, diabetes, lipid protection. Boy, if we can find it, we could put it in a pill. Put it in a pill form with, with those ingredients that show us the benefits of decrease in colon cancer, decrease in, in uh, Alzheimer's, you know, all of those things. Finding out what that agreement is, ingredient is, and then putting that in a pill form would be the next step. But couldn't you replicate, there's probably somebody working on this now, replicating the um, ingredients of a cup of black coffee in a pill, and therefore, you know, you take three pills a day. That's the average American, three cups of coffee a day. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's trying to find out what's that magic bullet in coffee that gives us these benefits. I'm saying put it all in. Put it all in the pill until further notice, until you guys figure out the rest. <laughs> well, that's called like Sanka or something, isn't it, where it's freeze-dried and you just like 
Put it on your toast or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I'm saying do a pill, <laughs> the black coffee pill. It's the, the okay. one pill's equivalent of a cup of black coffee. And let, uh, you know, the cast of the Big Bang Theory figure out which magic ingredient it is while everybody else is taking it. You know, we all want it easy, Doc. We want it in a pill. Absolutely. Everybody wants things much easier. Put Starbucks out of business, but everybody wants it easier. I would open a new black coffee pill stand on every corner right across yep. from every Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> You know, we could in Starbucks would start offering it immediately. They definitely would. Yeah. And flavored ones. They'd probably have caramel or whatever they put in their coffee. And then we'd be right back to this discussion. Or a big pill called the Grande. Um, <laughs> all right. Coming back with how important is it to get a hug? Aw. And can you lower your chance of Alzheimer's? And uh, those are the type of things. These are, these are, these are positive news stories from Happy Doc Most. Yeah. Uh, coming back with that in a moment, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Doc, I think I have a frog in my throat. What's the medical diagnosis? Ooh. Frog. Where'd you go for dinner? Frog I, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so let's press forward because I've never sounded better. <laughs> you haven't. Jump in here, G. <laughs> All right. So, uh... Are we talking about hugs or are we going to talk about dogs? Let's Which go to one? dogs. Okay. All right. So I'm hearing that having a dog could be very helpful for your health. But I think Gee, I kind of already knew that. <laughs> I think everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting. We all knew that dogs were great for uh, to help us get up and exercise, for help us for social isolation, for the peak. PTSD issues, and a study, two studies actually came out just a couple weeks ago as they're looking at the impact of dogs on individuals who had had a heart attack or a stroke, and it shows unbelievable differences between individuals who had a heart attack and a stroke and didn't have a dog versus those that did. And I mean, we're talking 20, 25, 30% decrease in relapse of heart attacks as well as um, uh, mortality. So they lived longer and they were much more active if they had a dog. So if you have a kennel, would you live to be 200 because the multiplicity of dogs would help? Exactly. You know, the dogs, a couple things there. One is it helps their mood because dogs are very, you know, uh, very social. Mm -hmm. And two, it causes them to get up and move more. So when we talk about individuals who had heart attack or strokes, we want them to get up and move and rehab as much as possible. The sedentary lifestyle is not good. And although someone can tell you to get up and move, dogs actually do a better job of it. So they take care of that social isolation. They give us some... um, uh, activity to do, um, and they make our mood better. So this study was pretty, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but you're going to start to see more cardiologists ask about, do you have a dog at home after a heart attack? How do we lower our chance for Alzheimer's? You know, a bunch of things came out on this, and, you know, the biggest thing is get heavy exercise. Make sure you get 150 minutes a week of moderate to vigorous exercise. Stop smoking. We know that smoking has a, a big uh, correlation there. Limit yourself to one alcoholic drink. Probably one of the biggest things is challenge your mind, challenge your brain every day, whether it's doing Sudoku or whether it's doing crossword puzzles, but challenge your mind and eat a good diet. You think about those things, they're very simple, but Rush University here in Chicago just came out with this study that showed that if you did this, you'd decrease your risk of Alzheimer's by 60%. And my grandmother wow. lived to be 101, and every day she would write and handwrite in like a little diary thing what the weather forecast was and whether it was right or not yeah and then she would go back and look at her notes now skilling hated it yeah. uh but uh, uh but uh, it was just a little example of uh, keeping your mind active all right so uh get over here duck give me a hug come here you the importance of a hug yeah you know we think about hugs you know 
from a social point of view, it's great um, because that warm embrace, it elevates our mood, both the individual who gives it as well as the individual who receives it. But the interesting study that came out showed that it also increases our immune system. So as we come into this season of colds and flu, I mean, Viv's got a cold right now, influenza is coming. A hug is much better than a handshake, to be honest with you. One, we're finding out that it increases our immune system, it decreases stress, lowers our blood pressure, um, so it's actually much better than um, than a than a handshake. Um, but during cold and flu season, be careful who you hug. Be careful, but still, if if you have influenza, I'd rather give you a hug than I would give you a handshake. Chances are that you have more influenza on your hand than you do just in a, a quick embrace. Doc, so, do um, yeah. awkward hugs count to you when they're slightly yeah. awkward? Yeah, gee, that's those are the ones that I had to be really careful about because you have to make sure that it's um, socially uh, a good place to do a hug and, <laughs> and to make sure that the individual receiving the hug wants it as much as you want to give it to them. John? No, you know, what's interesting about this, and, and I'm going to go back here. I just realized, uh, Doc, you know, because I had both knees replaced last year, but my ther- home therapy went great. They couldn't believe how well I did, but it's it's because I had two dogs. I had yeah. to get up constantly yep. mm-hmm. and let them out right. and then walk back. So this yeah. is why uh, cat owners don't benefit from this. It's, Correct. Yeah. Yeah, cats don't right. care if you're better. Especially if cats yeah. are acting <clears throat> like jerks. So. Um, and uh, if you were the CEO of McDonald's, should you hug people or probably not for a few days? <laughs> yeah, probably not for a few days, if possible. Yeah. All right. Hey, but you know what? It'd be one of the big other big studies on hugging comes out of all our neonatal intensive care units where we have all these premature babies. So, I mean, I tell you, if you want a good second job, we have professional huggers up there. We have professional cuddlers that take these kids out of these little bassinets and just hold them and rock in a chair with them. And it's been shown that they grow more rapidly and will get out of the uh, NICU much quicker if they have that uh, opportunity. I uh, do that with Dave every day after the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it does help. I hold him and rock him. Brian. Hey, good morning. What do you got? I got a link to all your topics, which is kind of crazy. But, uh, uh, you know, my, my wife is doing great now, but she's uh, she had rectal cancer the last two years and gone through chemo and surgery and reversal and all that. Um, great doctors out of Illinois Cancer Institute, Sobel and uh, Pinchot Northwestern and Moladine. But uh, but the, the the link to the dog, my German Shepherd, uh, she had uh, passed out a couple times after chemo due to dehydration. Probably saved her life twice. So I said, "Well, give your dog a hug." So, but uh, well, God bless him. Yeah, so, I mean, she's doing great, and uh, so's the dog. So. Hey, Brian, that's great news, man. Good for you, and uh, go hug your wife. And thanks for calling. I appreciate you listening. Congrats, well, Doc, sir. you've done good things here, and we will post the notes with the podcast, regardless of how Vivian feels. And that way, you'll be able to see all the stuff, including a couple of things we didn't even have time to uh, to get to. But uh, you know, this is all good news that you've brought us this morning. I don't want this every week, Doc, but this week. I, I just had to. I had to come back with some uplifting ones. Joe told me, hey, if they're not uplifting, I'm not talking to you. So, you know. Well, when we think uplifting, we think Joe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to get to the news, Doc. Thank you. You got it. Take care, you guys. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, and the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom is where Steve will be next.